Well, the one thing I can I can guarantee, you won't have Lionel. Come on and sing along, everybody. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 6 on this Monday morning. It's still a bit unclear to me. Did the MTV... It just wasn't live. It's movie and TV awards, right? So these weren't even music awards. No. And it was supposed to be a live show. Yeah, with Drew Barrymore hosting. But then she pulled out, right? Yeah. So the, host, of the writer strike. Yeah, because of the writer strike, she said, "Look, I'm not, I'm not going to go up there and, and host a live show." So MTV at the last minute scrapped the live event and cobbled together a clip show instead. And that so, did air. And that did air. <laughs> so we got to see that instead. America's Coolest Mom, Jennifer Coolidge, she took home an award and spoke. Almost all great comedy starts with great writers. And I just think that, you know, as a proud member of SAG, you know, I stand here before you side by side with my sisters and brothers from the WGA that are fighting right now, fighting for the rights of artists everywhere. So she spoke on behalf of the writers there, as did Pedro Pascal. Of course, he's the guy that plays the Mandalorian, but he was accepting an award on behalf of The Last of Us, which is a show on HBO. We are all thanking HBO and Naughty Dog and standing in solidarity with the WGA that is fighting very hard for fair wages. So my hope was that villain Ghostface from Scream, who also accepted an award, would also mention the writers, but he didn't. There's a twist you didn't see coming. The villain comes out on top. To all the fans who voted, you finally answered my question. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> it would have been great, though, if you would have said, and, and on uh, behalf of the writers. Also, we stand in solidarity with the writers, because <laughs> I wouldn't even exist without the writers. So that would have made my day. You know what's scary? Life without Netflix. <laughs> That's the real scare. <laughs> right? I was waiting for it. I didn't see Scream Guy walking around with the picket, you know, with the sign on the picket line or anything like and that. Without regard for the seriousness of, you know, what the writers are fighting for and even, of even choosing a side uh, in that, course. I don't know that fans want to tune in to two hours of people saying, I stand with the writers. Like, yes, okay. So MTV like, had How a, entertaining is that? They had a decision they had to make a couple of days earlier. I mean, they were running promos with Drew Barrymore and all this different stuff. And here this didn't happen. So they had to come up with something. Of course, Tom Cruise. Won an award for Top Gun, and he accepted his award in a plane while flying it. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for this award. I make these films for you. I love you. Yeah, I love entertaining And then watch you. what he does here. You know how Listen. much you enjoy it. How much you appreciate it. There's just no better feeling. And I hope you enjoy Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part uh. 1. There it is. There's a wonderful Come Also see. coming up next. Yes, in July. The latest Mission Impossible movie. So, yeah, so he's not to be outdone. He didn't bring up the writers. He just flew his jet around. 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It has been eight days since the Brewers last won a baseball game, and thanks to some timely hitting, and speed on the bases, the crew got back into the win column on Sunday afternoon. 2-1 to Yelich. 
Lined into left field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Weimer's going to be sent home. Here comes the throw home. Weimer slides, and he is safe. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Yelich helped bring Weimer home, and the Brewers go on to finally win a game 7-3 in San Francisco for their 19th win of the season. It was a rough road trip for the Brewers, who went 1-5, and but they are back home tonight looking for some home cooking. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start with a 6:40 first pitch against the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 6:05. Over to the NFL, where the Packers rookies descended upon Green Bay over the weekend for a mini camp to break in their NFL debuts. First rounder Lucas Van Ness among the fresh faces, looking to soak it all in and looking to take it one step at a time. For me, I just want to come in and learn as much as possible about the system and what it means to be a professional. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is a whole brand new learning curve for me. Uh, you know, getting used to, you know, playing football but not having to manage school um, and all the tradition, traditional things I had to manage as a student athlete. The Packers selected 13 rookies in the NFL draft this year, and head coach Matt LaFleur, he's looking forward to coaching up Van Ness and the youth movement that is happening in Green Bay. Having a lot of youth is exciting because you really don't know until you get these guys in here and start to work with them, but I I do think we've got some talented players to work with, and we'll see what they can handle. Next up for Van Ness and company is the organized team activities, which begins on May 22nd. Throwing in one more sports story here, too, as well, the Milwaukee Admiral advancing this week into the next round of the Calder Cup playoffs after a thrilling last-second victory Saturday night, UWM Panther Arena, in a moment full of Wisconsin morning news vibes. The Admirals two-on-one, Sanford right circle, backhand, score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores with 26.8 to go! Spencer Stasny in his hometown. AHL TV with the call. Admirals win 2-1, to one, advance in the Calder Cup playoffs in his hometown, he said. Because Spencer Stasny grew up in Mequon. Family's still all here. And we know because he shared his story with us. He was a guest on Wisconsin's that's Morning News right. back in February. You know, there's a trend every day here, and it's awesome being back home. So I'm enjoying everything. The group is awesome, the team. And I just love being in Wisconsin. Yeah, you were mentioning, Eric, there's a theme at play here. Mm-hmm. Whenever you come on the show, something good happens. Once you become a friend of the program, life gets good for you in That's a hurry. Right. So nice job, young man. Ads advance there. Back on home ice Friday and Saturday against the Texas Stars and the hometown kid doing good. Score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores! The king has been crowned the coronation this weekend. It's officially over. <laughs> That's well, what it is. Kind of. They've had the celebrations throughout the weekend. Now he gets to work after all that. Pomp and pageantry. Yes, the pomp, pomp and the pageantry. I don't know where to start. I guess we'll go with they had this big party last night. How'd you shoot across? So Katy Perry. Among them celebrating, it's a huge crowd. Actually, the uh, venue was really neat. Like they had this huge area where people were performing this coronation concert. 
He sat on the coronation chair watching this coronation concert, having a coronation conversation with Queen. And a coronation cocktail. (laughs) What would be the coronation cocktail? So, yeah, uh, so she was there. Lionel Richie was there. Lionel Richie and Katy Perry among the headliners performing before 20,000 spectators bopping away on the grounds of Windsor Castle with several dozen royals and dignitaries watching, smiling from the royal box. Prince William made a short speech praising his father and saying Charles's late mother, Queen Elizabeth, would be proud. Vicki Barker, CBS News, yeah, London. In the background, they're really going to town there on that. Well, it paints the picture. She said they were up in the royal box smiling and watching like, look at all the... Look at all the commoners enjoying themselves. We throw quite it, a party. It's funny you say that. For the peasants. So William actually addresses that a little bit. It was kind of, I don't know, a, a tad tacky. Pa, we are all so proud of you. And I also want to express my pride and gratitude for the millions of people who serve in the forces, in classrooms, hospital wards, and local communities. <laughs> okay, thank okay. So everyone. Right. <laughs> All you peasants, I'm very proud of right, you very all. Very proud of the rest of you, yes. you lot. So what stood out to me was, and you mentioned it earlier, it made me laugh, they, the giant crowns <laughs> that they were wearing. It looks cartoonish. The king and queen. Both, it just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. They I both, have to say, she has probably one of the worst postures for a royal. And then when they put the crown on her head and she's trying, I mean, first of all, she started fixing her hair and I'm like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Right. And then she gets up and is trying to walk without letting it fall off of her head. It was so funny. What I thought was great, Debbie, was when the archbishop is bringing the crown down to set onto King Charles's head. He had to like kind of force it and twist it on there. (laughs) Sound a little bit like a cork right there. Yeah. There it is. Uh, now we got it there, sir. Um, so now the question is, though, like, was this too much? A lot of people actually said yes. I just think the monarchy is really outdated. It's colonialist. It really doesn't represent the British values to me, you know. So what do you do if you want to sound hip and with it and cool? Well, you go on American Idol, because that's what happened next. Since we saw Lionel Richie and Katy Perry there, well, what does that mean? Well, it means, of course, they're going to show up on American oh, Idol. Excuse me. I, oh, I just, no. yes, uh, I goodness. Did, uh, surprise. I have a surprise. Please. Lionel Richie there. Doing this all night long. No, I will not. Because I just wanted to check um, how much, how long you'll be using this room for. <laughs> <laughs> we have to Hilarious. Just cringy. No, we're, we're most in touch with the young people. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've been on American television. Hold my scepter. Right. Debbie, what did you like the most? Did you get up early and watch it the Saturday uh, morning? I got up early, but I missed Charles's coronation. I, I got up and I started watching with Camilla's. So, okay. um, so I actually I'm going to go back and watch on YouTube because I wanted to watch it off of BBC America because uh, they yes. had the explanations and all that. But um, I thought, um, honestly, my take is that it was historic because it's probably not going to happen when Will ascends to the throne. I think it's going to be way more toned down. Um, the, the people that wanted this to happen were of Charles's generation and before. Um, now the newer royals, I really, I can't see them really going into something that deep. Well, the one thing I can, I can guarantee, you won't have Lionel. Come on and sing it on everybody. Oh, 
a hero story. I do, I do. You do? Do you have one for us? Yes. I have yourself an average superhero story to celebrate today. His name is Ron Nesman. Yeah, what did Ron do? He saved a flyaway stroller from rolling into... Oh, that's the guy. Yes. This happened in California. It was at a car wash. So here's my favorite part. The dude was dressed to the nines. He's been homeless. He's actually staying with his sister, dressed to the nines. He had a a tie on and everything because he was going to a job interview. And his sister goes, hey, let's go get a car wash. He's like, I, he's like I'm dressed nice. Can we just go get a job interview later? And right. Can, like, no. can I figure this out first, this please? Now. No, no, no. Let's do it now. So they do that now. All of a sudden, another woman uh, with her kid in a stroller trips, struggles to get up. And you can see video of it. Stroller starts rolling toward a very busy street. Think like Highway 100. Yeah, I bet you've seen this video. It's been yes. all over for the last couple of days. So he, at the last moment, sees this, runs. She's she's fallen to the ground. She's freaking she out. She couldn't get up. Yeah, you know, that, that moment of panic had set in. So he ran and was able to stop the stroller from going into the busy street. I noticed the stroller was, was, uh, was going towards traffic. And uh, I... Instinctively, I instinctively ran towards the tro- stroller and uh, got it before it went into the traffic. Yeah, he did. So he was able to get it. He brings it back. He gives her a hug immediately. You can see it in the video because she is just in panic. Like, I can't imagine the sounds that would be coming out of my mouth. As if you're I heard watching that. your baby in yes. the stroller roll toward traffic yes. and you can't get there. So here's the great update on this. If you've seen this and were like, oh, yeah, I saw that video, the update is he's got himself a job. You bet now. he does. Applebee's hired him. He's now, he was, he was down on his luck, was struggling there. Like I said, he was homeless, staying at his sister's house. And Applebee's hired him, and they were clean. They quickly said, "Hey, by the way, we didn't hire him because he's a hero. We hired him because he was good at his job." <laughs> like, right. so he had, he That's a, where he had the interview. Was that yeah, it? Yeah. For that day. So the, it was pretty cool, though. Applebee's like, "Yeah, we're super proud of him," but like he was going to get the job regardless, which is kind of cool. So it's not that some this isn't some pandering to get attention. Applebee's had already pulled the trigger that they were going to bring him in. Also, I hope a lot of people go to that Applebee's. And yes. the hell out of this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> nice job, Ron. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It has been eight days since the Milwaukee Brewers last won a baseball game, and thanks to some timely hitting, the crew got back in the win column Sunday afternoon as they defeat the San Francisco Giants by a final score of 7-2-3. The Brewers conclude their six-game road trip, going 1-5, and and they are back home tonight to host the Los Angeles Dodgers. That first pitch is set for 6-40. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start. The NBA playoffs resumed on Sunday as both the Philadelphia 76ers and Phoenix Suns both even things up in their respective series at two games apiece. Round two tips back off tonight with Knicks and Miami at 6-30, followed by the Lakers and Warriors at 9 p.m. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. 
It has been roughly 12 days or so since we witnessed an embarrassing and shocking loss for the Milwaukee Bucks in round one to the Miami Heat. I don't know about you, but watching these NBA playoffs have been pretty painful since the Bucks bowed out way too early from what our expectations were. Since that loss, the Bucks have fired their head coach, Mike Budenholzer, after five seasons. And now the organization is at a very, very serious crossroads with many of its core pieces. Aside from the question marks at the roster, the team and general manager John Horst must absolutely, without question, without fail, nail this head coach search. They have to get it right for Giannis, for Milwaukee, for the future. I get the questions about who can or who will surround Giannis on the court, but if coaching wasn't a glaring issue this postseason for you, please do yourself a favor and watch it again, as painful as it will be. This team must find the right fit, and they must figure out a new direction for the organization before free agency starts. You want to get ahead of the curve here if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Believe it or not, Giannis will be turning 29 years old during this upcoming season. And that faint sound you hear in the background, well, that sound is the championship window starting to slowly close, believe it or not. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, probably likely gone before next season. Joe Ingles, Jake Crowder, Wes Matthews, well, we tried, but thanks anyway. To no surprise, the chatter has already began on the national stage surrounding Giannis and what some, quote, unquote experts predict will be his split from the cream city regardless of all that noise regardless of all those questions the urgency to fix this mess is at an all-time high for the bucks and the hunt for parade number two begins this offseason with a new head coach if they don't get it right if they don't figure it out the future in milwaukee could become very very unfortunately complicated At 6.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News, our teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Telly Hughes, in the house on this Monday morning. What's up, man? Good morning. Good to see Boy, you. Boy, Mondays. Ooh, no, it's early. No good? <laughs> no, no good? actually, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week. Uh, big weekend, and uh, we were talking, I know, back and forth, Vince, about you know, some of the things that you do as far as hosting and things like that. And I had a couple of events and, and they all went well. So good, nothing good, good. to report, nothing crazy about that. No jokes bombed. Uh, no, you. no, it was, uh, well, when there's alcohol involved, you know, you could get away with even some corny jokes because <laughs> people are like, oh, you know, they all saw stuff by that time. Well, one of them didn't have alcohol involved. It was at Vincent High School. <laughs> that is correct. I, I just yes. want to make no, sure no, I'm clear no. on that. I was speaking of the Kentucky Telly Derby. Was bombed. <laughs> hey, kids, stay at school. <laughs> that was the easy part. <laughs> that was a Jeopardy-style deal and, and uh, just reading the questions off. So that was that was really cool. But I also hosted a the fifth annual aka day at the derby at silver springs country club yesterday and uh it was no i'm sorry saturday and that was really cool they had horses and things like that it was a sold out event so that was really cool but i think the coolest thing i saw this weekend guys was james harden last night during their game four win over the boston celtics he invited a Michigan State student, one of the shooting victim survivors, and uh, he invited him to the game, and he ends up scoring 42 points and hitting the game-winning three-pointer, basically, and invited him down to the court and signed his shoes, gave it to him. I really thought that was one of the many 
great gestures, these NBA players and, and professional athletes, a lot of times they get bad raps and you only hear about the bad things that they're doing. They're or, cast as villains. It, yes, absolutely. But for him to show that human side, he didn't go to Michigan State. He didn't have any connection to Michigan State or this student slash fan, but he heard that he was a big fan of his and he invited him up personally and waited until the playoffs. This happened a while ago. So for him to wait and until game four of the second round of the playoffs. I thought that was really cool of James. Of Harden. the playoffs, we're not in, just incidentally. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. I, 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 <laughs> Dang. It's hard to not right? like, say that, right? <laughs> Got to find some other storylines, right, to get right. interested, but that's definitely one of them. You've been around athletes a lot. I mean, all your work with the Brewers over the years and the Bucks. you know, I, I think you're right for these guys. This is something that I saw when I was really young working at Green Bay Packers training camp in Green Bay. I'm in college, and so I was around the guys in a way behind the scenes that a lot of folks don't get to get to notice. And back in the day, they were a little bit more accessible during training camp around Lambeau Field because yeah. they literally walked from the facility down to the practice thing. And I'm not sure if they still do that a lot. I think they still catch, I mean, ride a bike. Ride the bikes so, yeah, and stuff. like It was so much more yeah. organic, right? It yeah. was less corporatized. It wasn't sponsored. Dudes just rode kids' bikes. Yeah. But one thing I noticed as a young person was – it took so little to mean so much mm-hmm. to right. a kid or even a fan for those guys to have that impact because they were so elevated. Yes, absolutely. And they, and most often the guys that do those things, they don't want the publicity. Yeah, so yeah. you don't hear about it. But uh, and not to say that it's a bad thing if somebody wants the attention or a camera to come and, and cover an event. But a lot of times, a lot of, philanthropic uh philanthropic excuse me um uh, things that these athletes do you just don't hear about them and right. it's by design <laughs> eric gave me the nod like oh, yes I, I thought, I, very I, well sir i thought you were taking it my, <laughs> no. uh, my, my apologies no i no i i think i think you're right on that and but back to the thing that you were talking about before Sometimes athletes get slammed or, or anybody in the public eye if they're at an event and they're like, you know, promoting it out and saying I was at this. And sometimes I've, I've heard back like, well, you should just be doing this because you love the event or whatever. Exactly. But their ability through their platforms, I usually defend that because it's like, OK, but an athlete posting something that they've done in connection with an organization on a social media platform puts that organization on a whole mm-hmm. other plane. It allows that. So there's a fine line between wanting to pat yourself on the back, but also wanting to provide more exposure. It, exactly. And sometimes, like you said, it is a thin line, but when you know where your heart is, it really doesn't matter because if you're doing it based off of what you want to do, not because of the exposure, then it will show. I appreciate people knowing that they have a window. You know, some some windows are open longer than others, but they have a window when they can do something big or small. Right, right, right. And change someone's life. And it matters. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Telly Hughes, our teammate from 1017 The Truth. Look forward to seeing you always here on this Monday slot. Yeah, that's right. All right. I'm heading back to my real job, I guess. (laughs) It's a short walk.